Hey, this is Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, and you listen to IcoPod, the best podcast going today. Holler if you hear me. Back with episode 169 of Icopod. I am Bob Collin Jr. With me, as always, is Austin. Where's my phone at? Skinner in Dallas. I gotta go pee again, guys. Gridley, fellas, we just finished in your house number five, and now it's the final raw of 1995. Dallas, do you think you're gonna be able to hold your urine? And Austin, are you gonna be able to not lose your phone for 45 minutes? Well, I'd just like to say I liked your intro for us a couple a couple episodes back a lot better than that one. But I think I'll be able to make it through the next uh, 40, 47 minutes and uh, whatever seconds of the show is. 11 seconds. Yeah. You know how I feel? Also, you're going to celebrate. Oh. Well, don't play too long. We're going we're gonna to get flagged. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we fucking out of ninety five, motherfucker. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling tonight, buddy. You're damn right, dude. We're gonna friggin' have shots of tequila and a cake after we're done. That's right. I'm taking shots of cake and having a slice of tequila after this shit's done. Cause uh, uh, yeah, non-alcoholic oh. for me in Austin, but yeah, I'll get. I'll get wasted enough for all of us. Yeah, you'll okay, get... Tito's. That's right. Tito, Tito's and cranberry and Coke Zero and vodka. That's right, dude. Tito's tastes like water. Okay. Um, Good to know. If you're an alcoholic. So, anyway, I am glad. I, I am celebrating because 1995... I can vividly remember, kind of towards the beginning, Dallas had just started. We're going through weekly. I'm switching where I'm sitting every week again because I didn't have a desk. So, like, one week I'd be on the couch. The other week I'd be laying in bed. Just all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just didn't look forward to getting on the podcast. Uh, you know, it was just a string of bad shows after a string of bad shows. There's some where I know we were low energy and shout out to people who've listened on through because I know there's times where all three of us didn't want to be on this podcast. Uh, And I blame that solely on the year 1995 because really before then, 
I didn't really experience that on Icopod watching the old episodes through. Uh, if anything, by the time Monday rolled back around, I was like hankering for some more early nineties WWF. Um, and that's kind of the first time I've been robbed of that is really 95. So for us to stick through it and for you guys listening to stick through it, despite it being kind of rough on both ends of the microphone. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. We've made it. Uh, you know, I do, like I said last week, I'll reiterate this week. I do feel like 95 did go by quickly. Um, but at the same token, that's not due to the quality of content by any means. Right. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we've been, I've been dragging across the fucking pavement getting through 95. Yeah. It's definitely been a chore at some points. Um, there has been high spots, very few far between um, as we've made it well known. But uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's weird to be going into 96. Again, me and Bob say it all the time. We probably sound like broken records, but when we started in 93, I didn't think we'd be going into 1996 three years later. Um, so it's just, it's funny. It's, it's weird to see. And, you know, this is another thing that we've talked about before, but just to see the maturation process of what Icopods become and, for us to stick to it weekly for the last three years, I don't know. I take that as kind of an accomplishment. That is something that I'm proud of. And I'm proud that we do have that core fan base who's stuck with us this whole time. Um, there is still people passionate about, believe it or not, early 90s WWF. Um, so, yeah, it's been an enjoyable ride. It's been a lot of stuff that I'm unfamiliar with. So that's kind of been fun, too, to not only rediscover some stuff but discover it for the first time um especially in 95 specifically but yeah i don't know i I think for the most part would i go back and do it again probably not (laughs) um but i'm glad we did it the the one time yeah i'm proud of us for being able to uh you know i kind of considered like a sitcom you know the first two years are really good and that third year you feel maybe a little stale so you bring in a character and maybe that third character really brings down the podcast or show a little bit but you're able to overcome it and we've been able to overcome the shackles of dallas Mm. and his just his poor opinions his poor takes you know just every episode you got anything else no i'm good like i've had nothing else to say you know and then much like a sitcom, that that character gets a spin-off. Right. Well, and that's kind of a real niche show and it's, you know, most critics think it's a flop, but then, then there is some people who <laughs> enjoy it. No, well, I was actually going to bring that up. Like 95 has been so good my first year doing this with you guys that I had to try to convince Bob to do the TNA Cross the Line podcast to watch something I actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you so weren't he... getting it from Icopods. You had to go get it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, so the irony there is like I enjoy this era of WWF, and then I have to go sit through the misery that is TNA for Dallas. Uh, and right now, for the record, well, those shows are two hours long each time. Right now, for the record, I want both of you piece of shits to know mm-hmm. that I heard you. Uh, even though there was no direct bet involved. You talked about the bet. 
and I heard it. Mm. So if you had bet each other a hundred bucks, you were a fingernail away from doing it, but you would have owed me one hundred dollars. <laughs> a crisp Benjamin would have been so, Venmoed my way. What are we? Yeah, talking about? yeah. What are we referring to here? Uh, the episode where you're like, well, Austin doesn't listen anyways. Good thing we don't do a bet because uh, we did a bet on Icopod. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? You horses' asses. Well, that's good shit. Are you trying you're to tell me you've up. listened to the podcast? Yeah, I did. Wow. I drive to work because it was 7.30 in the goddamn morning. That's and so I thought, you know what? I'm feeling pretty tired. What are the chances I fall asleep to this fucking podcast so I drive my car off the goddamn road? Let's try it. Oh, that is really, really funny. Yeah. So there you go. Well, did you enjoy did you enjoy us talking for an hour before we even watch the show? Dude, it's every episode he does that to me. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, we talk generally for I'd say it ranges from sometimes it's twenty minutes, but sometimes it's like an hour fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we get we get really in the easy. weeds. Yeah, I don't know. Good. I like that it's all stuff I don't know, so that part of it I like. Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it's it's been a ride over there for sure, and it's definitely it's a different experience. But at the same time, it mirrors what we watch on Icopod. Recently, Mike Barton or Bart Gunn just appeared, and it's like, what in the world? Well, like, that's we the thing. Yeah, because I had listened to one episode, and that was the thing that kind of struck me. It's like. It's like if you were to put pro wrestling in a blender, that's what early TNA is. Like, you're about to see uh, fucking Raven versus Sanjay Dutt. Like, what the fuck is going on on this one? Yeah, Yeah, it's wild. That's what it seems like. I think TNA, like, 0203 is, uh, like, as you said, a blender of WF95, WCW 2000, and ECW 96. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then they splash a, co- a little independent in there. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, here's some Ring of Honor. Yeah. It's weird. It really is. <laughs> it, it's, I learn something every week. And That's you what... never know what's going to happen. Like, there's no real storyline. Because, like, right. one week they could have a huge angle, the next week they'd be like, well, that didn't work, so we'll just do this. Well, and that's kind of what the episode I was listening to, that's kind of what it seemed like because you guys were talking about it. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really have a storyline. Or, yeah, they dropped that. It's like, oh, fuck. It sounds like 95. <laughs> it happens. It's it's really, really crazy. So. Yeah. And there's been, like, so many episodes where, like, four people will debut and then they'll never mention them again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or or they'll debut and like like uh, with Bart Gunn. He had a match, and then that's the last time we're ever going to see him. He showed up one week, the next week he had a match, and now he's gone. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, like it's it's like the that's what just like Memphis was in general, though. That's like fair. That, you know, they'd come in for like one big Coliseum show or whatever, and yeah. then never get come the back. payoff, get the t- get the ticket sales, and then you're done. Yeah, every single time. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into some observer notes here for the WWF 95, the final one of 95. Whoop, whoop. So In Your House got a 48.7% thumbs up. All right. 48 point, or excuse me, 48% thumbs down. Oh. So pretty much 50-50 here, and then 3.3% in the middle. I don't agree with that at all. 
I would say it was thumbs up. I'm surprised there's that many thumbs down. I was so going to say, I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Well, that's a lot more split than I expected. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, without question. Uh, Brett and Davey was the uh, unanimous best match of the evening, which I would tend to agree with that. Sure, yeah. Uh, the worst match went from uh, Ahmed Johnson and Buddy Landell was the most to Taker against Mabel and then Triple H against Henry Godwin. Hmm. I liked the Hunter Hussamsey Henry Godwin thing. So I mean, I, I did too. I think we probably had a lot more fun with it than I feel like a lot of people watching it might have, yeah. to be fair. And I think that's part of it. Um, I also, we were even bummed out in the beginning. That's like, why are they wrestling in the ring? So that might have just thrown people off, even in general, right. too. Yeah. And kind of right. turned them away from it because, in a way, if I knew that the. I thought they were going to wrestle in the pen the whole time and just beat each other up in, and other in the hog pen. Did too, yeah. But no, you just get to see it right at the end, and they just throw them into it, which I was joking about during that episode, and right. then that's actually how the match ended. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and then the... That. And then the... Um, I'm at Johnson. Buddy Landell was 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like how and it I... was an impactful forty-five seconds, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it like was. That's it was just an enhancement match for Ahmed Johnson on pay-per-view. I don't think that can be like the worst match of the evening. I don't think that the goal of it was to be some kind of all-time classic. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, some backstage news. There's not a whole lot this week, so I won't talk like an hour like Dallas does. Well, um, so I had mentioned that the Bushwhackers were rumored to be coming into WCW as the team known as Down Under. Well, that's not happening because apparently they still have a contract with the World Wrestling Federation. Oh. I believe that because they may, they've they made several sporadic appearances. Well, actually, now that you mentioned it, didn't they show up in one of the In Your House promo videos? Weren't I they like so. in a closet or some weird shit like that? Yeah, I think so. They've been a uh, a substitute every once in a while too for teams. Mm. This is so, very interesting. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It seems like let's keep them on contract just to have them on contract, and then they can be used as almost like a brand ambassador or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. right. That's how uh, I would interpret it. Apparently, the WWF has been reaching out to uh, various names about coming in for the Royal Rumble. And uh, one of the names is Terry Funk, but oh. Terry Funk said no. I'm not gonna appear. Well, as much shit as people want to give Terry Funk, and believe me, there's several instances where you can give Terry Terry Funk some shit, but I wouldn't classify Terry Funk as a sellout by any means. No. Did he cash in to go to WCW before he retired? Uh, yeah, he fucking did. As you should. Uh, but I think by then he had kind of earned it. <laughs> well, right. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll always give credit where credit's due. I think Terry Funk's always had the business in mind first, himself in mind second. And I think that shows right there. I mean, how detrimental would it have been for ECW to lose Terry Funk in 95? So he had he gone into the Royal Rumble. They signed him for a little while. ECW needs Terry Funk because Terry Funk gives them credibility. But I don't even 
I know he rustles in 90. I think he does in 95, but is he a regular? Like no. That? No, he's not. I didn't think he was. But at the same time, that absence leaves a big hole. No, sure. Um, so I really think that it just comes down to loyalty and him loving the business more than loving the business's money. Yeah. So I give him all credit where credit's due there. Yeah, he's definitely an example of a guy not doing it for the money. When, when I think of, like, polar opposites in the wrestling business, I think one hand, like, Goldberg. Right. And then the other hand is, like, Terry. That's Bob. the first person I thought of. Yeah. That's how I picture the spectrum being. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't think there's a... I don't think you can knock a guy for saying no. I think a lot of guys today, if you were to ask them, would say no. To the WWE, you know. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a good reflection of the time period, too. You know. Sure. Uh, Well, on the December 11th Monday Night War, Nitro won at 2.6 to 2.5. Okay, so still pretty neck and neck, though. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, close. And speaking of Nitro, since the de- demise of the network, uh, I don't know about Dallas, but I'm not going to be able to watch it. I don't have a way to watch it. All right, so we'll just going to be focusing on Raw. So I guess I'll kind of just do a, um, um, I guess like a mention of what happened on Nitro, at least. I should have thought about that before I... Well, and same with the bonus right. episodes. I mean, it's going to be a little while before we're able to watch those, I'd assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, we could probably hold off on those for a while. So, all right, so this is December 18th. So on December 18th, guess what happened on Nitro? WWF Women's Champion Alundra Blaze showed up, and she dumped the Women's Championship into a garbage can. Wow, I can't believe that was that right now. I didn't know that this was that early, but we recently... Over on Facebook, there was some discussion on this on one of our on one of our posts. Yeah, and when someone mentioned because they were they were talking about I don't have it pulled up right now, so I can't think of who posted it, but um, they mentioned that Aja Kong was they were building for her and right. Alundra. I think I think it was Mike Pol- uh, Poland. Oh, okay, Poland. that sounds yeah, that sounds about right. And they're like, oh, but we knew what would happen, and right then it kind of clicked to me like, oh shit, she's about to leave. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting. See, and that's so surprising because really, Alundra Blaze is the only female that they've consistently kind of built the division around. Yeah. And she just had a pretty high profile match on Survivor Series on pay-per-view less than a month ago. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we saw any women's wrestling now. Oh, dude, I doubt it. I doubt it. What would be the point? Right. Uh, apparently, she was like, "This is where the big girls play." In reference to WCW, so. Oh God. Really putting some uh, jabs to the back there right. with the WWF. Uh, wrestling wise, though, this featured uh, Ric Flair defeating Eddie Guerrero in the opening match. Mm. Uh, Lex Luger was able to defeat Marcus Alexander Bagwell with a torture rack. Sting defeated Earl Robert Eaton. With a Scorpion Deathlock. 
<clears throat> excuse me, in your main event, saw the Giant, who is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, defeating Randy Savage. I thought Savage was. Oh, champion. excuse me, Randy Savage is a champion. Randy Savage, mm. the WWE World Champion, Randy Savage, lost to uh, the Giant by disqualification. Uh, it seems to me, just off the top of my head, there, as far as that wrestling card goes, we probably didn't miss too much. Yeah, it really doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem to be all that inter- all that intriguing. At least. Uh, reading about it here so no but you know alundra blaze showing up in the opening of the show i think that could have got if you happen to be like oh let's see what nitro's gonna start with and then all of a sudden that happens i'd be like i guess i'm watching this show because what the fuck yeah yeah that's a good way to start it i would have gotten i would have been like i can't believe that just happened and i mean if you think about it it is wild that she literally just had the belt dude and, like, and they're yeah. like well you might as well bring it and it's like okay like, it's pretty crazy to think about. And yeah. really, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the end of the women's division in WWE until, to what, when they bring it back years later, right? Well, they bring it back in 98, I think, right? It was Sable? 99? I'd say 99. I think it's 98. When it's more of a featured thing. Yeah, I think it's like late 98, 99. Yeah. When Sable is champion, and then she's like gone, and it's not back to like two thousand one or whatever. Well, and that makes me wonder. I wonder how much you know compared to what we actually got. I wonder how much further along wrestling for you know the women on cards would have developed for WWF TV. I mean, would we ever gotten bra and panties matches had not Alundra Blaze stuck with it? Had good competitions throughout like she had been and it just did get more competitive i don't know right i think it definitely changes the whole trajectory of the wwf women's division because i think they go from vince kind of seeing them as more athletes to props on the show sure you know instead of going the alundra blaze route he goes Uh more of the sunny route Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I just so. I just looked it up here. So they re reactivated the WWE Women's Championship September ninety eight when Jacqueline defeated Sable to win the title. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was. It had to be more closer to ninety nine because that's the stuff I think about. Yeah. It's just crazy to think about. Like, we we just watched the end of it. Not that a shit ton was going on, but with this the Japanese women's match. Uh, well, they're not all Japanese, but the women's match they did at Survivor Series with the Japanese women from all Japan and stuff, it was really good. And it seemed like maybe we were going to be getting some more of that in. We had we saw a lot of matches on Raw, and it wasn't Bertha Faye and Alundra Blaze every three months. We were starting to see a couple more. Well, so, y- yeah, and I think we can't make any bones about the fact that we've admitted openly on this show that s- some of the best matches of 1995 were women's matches 100%. You know, point blank, no argument. Yep. So, I don't know, it's just it's definitely unexpected. And I think, you know, if Vince has kind of seen the competition as maybe not so much a threat or maybe took them lightly, this had to smack him right across his face and really kind of 
open his eyes to what he's really dealing with because I think this is as weird as it sounds now because I wouldn't have said this before. I think this is 10 times more important than Lex Luger walking out on Nitro. I mean, they were literally building a division and then the central building block took all the blocks and threw them in the garbage can on the other show and said, fuck your division, fuck your title. I don't yeah. know if I would agree with that. I mean, how much of a focus is Alundra Blaze really getting on WF television? They've put a lot of money behind her. <sighs> I think Lex Luger showing up is a way bigger deal. Yeah, but think of the position Lex Luger is was when he jumps. Nobody gives a shit. He was just involved in the SummerSlam main event. Yeah, but it's not it's not as if it was the SummerSlam 93. No, but I mean, Alundra Blaze Watches well, on Raw once every four or five months. I don't know. I, I think it's a big splash. It's a big splash, yes. But is it bigger than Lex Luger? No. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's bigger than Lex Luger in the I don't know. scheme of things. But I, what I find interesting is I, I'm, I'm curious to what they would have done. Now, mind you, we, we discussed it on the episodes when, like, Aja Kong was wrestling on Raw. They probably had her for the week, and they taped the Raws. And they so we kind of got lucky seeing um some of this talent again but i find it even more interesting because they just give the belt back to alundra blaze and now all of a sudden she's gone and it's just like she's gone that quick it was only only a couple weeks ago yeah that she that she was shown again so i find it interesting that they didn't even try to apparently at least not that we heard much about i mean we didn't hear anything in the observer about oh we were trying to get her to sign a contract and she didn't she's just gone and it's almost like no one even realized that she left. And she has the title with her. And you would have thought they would learn the lesson from Luger. Exactly. Well, and I guess maybe that's the point I'm trying to make. I mean, look at all the circumstances that led up to that. I mean, she's literally... This girl has been featured heavily. Mm-hmm. Maybe not consistently, but every time she's featured, she's like the main thing. Yeah. And now the title's with her, and the legit real belt is on the other show, getting thrown in the garbage can. So maybe that aspect would make it a bigger deal, because you're literally throwing a champion, like their own championship into the thing. But how much value did that championship have in the WWF? I think it's the symbology of it that, that's more that's to me that's WCW throwing WWF in the garbage can on their TV. Right. I think the symbolism is a bigger part than it just being the women's championship because yeah, in the grand scheme of things, the women's championship really doesn't mean much at all. But I think it's the fact that hey, they were building this girl for the last year. And she's carried their division for the last year, for better or worse. Here's this belt that she just won back recently on a major Mm pay-per-view. Or carried on a major pay-per-view. And now it's in the garbage. And she's saying that, basically, I think she even says in the promo that they're a joke. And that this is where the (laughs) world's most important talent is in WCW. And it's not good because there's a lot of people there who are world-famous talent. And even less in WWF. I mean, 
the facts are the facts and it's 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 that's a hard reality to face i think if you're the wwf because now yeah sure you could say oh well it's all the old timers well lex luger's not an old timer alundra blaze isn't an old timer Mm -hmm. now you're starting to be like oh fuck it's not just macho man and randy savage or uh, macho man and hogan there now it's like it's some key players are starting to go over there well, I, what I think is kind of funny is, uh, not to spoil anything, but WCW doesn't really use Medusa in a wrestling role a whole lot during right. her, yeah. her run there. Yeah, I was well, that touch plagues on... all the big stars, I think, Yeah, just moving forward. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I kind of, um, once people were talking about it on our page, I was like, I wonder what ended up happening with that. So I did kind of skip ahead since we're not super closely following Nitro. And it's, it, I found it very interesting what they do. Yeah, like I think in '96, like she might wrestle on television, like less than ten times. One hundred percent. Well, I think so, and I think that's kind of it yeah. because they do like a tournament and such. So yeah, really, uh, it's it's you know, all things considered, it's probably similar booking that she would have gotten in WWF. I think it's worse booking. I think she would have had more exposure. Well, more I'm saying quantity-wise. Well, quantity. I think she would have had more in WWF. And that could be. I mean, they were ramping it up. We were seeing the yeah. women at least a little bit more often. Yeah. Well, can we all just agree that Medusa is a much cooler name than Alundra Blaze? 100%. I would agree with that, yeah. Okay, that's all yeah. I got to say about that. 100%. Sure. All right. Well, it would be interesting if there's any kind of reference to it. I mean, these are this is a live show for Raw. Obviously, it's the night after in your house. Uh, Nitro's obviously live, but I I doubt. I mean, my question, I guess, is if there's a women's match or anything, will they even reference her? I don't, I don't expect to see another women's match. That's I, I gotta know. If That's there was supposed point. to be build for Royal Rumble. For Aja Kong match or whatever, is this going to be completely dropped? Is Will McMahon I, mention I anything on commentary, being like, "Oh, well, Wonder Blaze no longer works here" or something? You know what I mean? Like, who knows what will happen? So, if I had a, like, if a WCW guy jumped to WWF and knowing or allegedly Bischoff looking at the monitor, he probably would be like, "Well, he doesn't even work here." Well, or he would have. Send something snarky like, oh, one man's trash is another man's yeah, trash. Right, yeah, right. Bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah, immediately like diminish it. Well, exactly. And, that, and that's the difference between Bischoff and Vince, though, too. Is that Vince won't mention shit like straight up like that, but Bischoff don't care. That's I put it this way. I would be shocked if they mention Alundra Blaze at all or anything about women's matches at all. I'd be shocked if they mentioned something. Yeah, I would be too. I would be too. Well, it's time to get into the show. Uh, the featured match main event that we know of here is Razor Ramon defending the Intercontinental Championship against uh, Yokozuna. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll hear from British Bulldog or Brett or somebody uh, coming out of in your house. But I'm going to count down from five. And when I say play, hit that play button. If it's on Peacock at this point, probably not. Or uh, internationalized WWE Network. Or in your own personal collection. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play.
Uh, yes, the World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. I don't get the clay block coming out of the... I don't get what that is. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? Seasons beatings. Look, we're seeing Santa. We're going to recap. We're actually seeing video footage from In Your House, which is actually kind of interesting. Oh, there's Goldust coming down to the ring. Did we even see him like coming down when Todd was trying to talk to him? No, remember he had a dark match? Oh, yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Do you like Diesel's little tiger tattoo on his arm? <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Oh, this is weird. So Vince's voice was still talking over the intro, and it kind of just like went into it, which is a little yeah. odd. I don't know. This video package, it seems like wrestling is fun at this time. Like, if I was turning this shit on in 95, and this is the opening that we get, I'd be excited to watch, even though I know the show's probably going to suck dick. Well, yeah, I there's something about Shawn Michaels dancing when the song starts, and I'm like, damn, I kind of want to dance right now, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, 100%. Wow, anything can happen in the WWF. Where are we tonight? New York, Delaware. Vince is talking in his ear. They're like, uh, Vince, um, Alundra just threw the belt in the trash can over on Nitro about a minute ago. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Well, somebody's got to be watching it. They have to. Somebody's got to be watching it backstage. Wait, what? Why did we just get the nameplate? Oh, it's gone again. We're switching up our graphics again here on Raw. They need to, like, pick one and, like, stick with it. Stick with it, yeah. I'm glad that Yokozuna's wearing black gloves. That means that Diesel will give him a high five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's our preemptive match here? (gasps) Jeff Jarrett making his in-ring return. With a guitar, by the way. I I was just going to say. Ain't I great? I like when he's got his arms up over his head. The suit jacket, like, goes up to his ears. (laughs) Yeah. It makes him look so little. Look at him. Look at our little Christmas. Lo- oh, it's gone. The little Christmas logo we had in the corner. Yeah, he looks like a kid trying on his dad's uh, yes. suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can't believe they're showing video from In Your House. That's I pretty. It's pretty impressive. Well, they, they probably got the buy rate, and they were like, Vince... Uh, 12 people bought the pay-per-view last night. He's like, God damn it. Show them pictures on Raw. Moving pictures. What do they call that? Video? (laughs) To be fair, he did beat the shit out of Ahmed with that frame and then shattered the glass on his head. Yeah, but Ahmed sold it like he was, like, getting a scratch. Yeah, he ended up chasing after him with a chair and he no-sold And catching him. Yeah. Yeah, He ran past him. I love it. That's how you do it. Let's see, who is he facing? Oh, What's I think it's spot two. Oh, shit. Oh. Fuck. Just say no. Wait, yeah, did I he do. have this fun song before? I don't think so. West Coast for life. I do just say no to Fatu. It's time to make a change. W. Oh. 
Yeah, Fatu wearing some sweatpants here tonight. Oh, oh shit, look at these moves. Yeah, he's dancing like I dance, so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Bob dance, ever. I barely never see, I've never seen Bob move faster than, like, a walking pace. Excuse yeah. me? I haven't seen you, like, move. Like, you know, like, jump up and, like, try to do something. What are you trying to say? I just haven't seen it. I know you well, play kickball. When I eat 45 pizza rolls in one sitting, <laughs> you, you, know, you I'm said that just, shit. I'm kind of just, you know, that. I'm just weighed down a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I got a lot of grease in my body. Yeah, well. I'm waiting for the day that we join this fucking chat. And on the end of Bob's camera, instead of Bob, it's just a pizza roll. <laughs> and it's like, hey, guys, what's going on this week? And it's like, Bob, where are you? And he's like, I'm right you here. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I think for the first episode of 96, I'm just going to have a pile do it pizza rolls right here i'm just gonna eat them on air like fuck it see how many pizza rolls you can get through yeah and by about like 12 minutes in i'm gonna be like guys i gotta go to the bathroom just tell me what happens later because i'm gonna shit my brains out i really like that idea and you know what if you want so you don't have to do the notes send it to me or austin we'll cover the notes while you shove pizza rolls in and we'll keep count (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll buy a hundred i'll buy the hundred bag and i'll make like 50 of them like sarah they see her get the second batch ready. Yeah. Oh my god. Cook the rest of the bag. She'll be like, "What?" He'll be like, "I told you to cook the goddamn pizza rolls." <laughs> and then she'll give me those ones. I'm like, "All right, put that DiGiorno stuff crust in there." I'm starving in here. Yeah, bullshit. And she'll be like, "What I are mean- you talking about?" Like, I got a tape where I ate raw meat in the meat cooler. Give <laughs> me all the food in the meat cooler at work. Yeah. God, she's like, What are you talking about? I, mean, I picked up raw pork off of the goddamn floor and I ate it. <sighs> now I got a tapeworm. Uh, I think Fatu just got DDT'd and stood up and danced. <laughs> he was like, Glad that he got DDT'd. Yeah, I think don't he did. You, don't you remember as a head shrinker that he doesn't sell uh, any offense to his head? Well, also, which should mean that he never loses, but he always loses. It's also Jeff Jarrett in the ring, and he sucks at getting offense in. So there's that. That's true. Yeah, these guys' timing together has not been very good. There's been a lot of miscues. Yeah, because like right after that DDT, it was like like a mess up. They're like, "What what do we do?" Yeah, and then Fatu kind of shrugged at Vince, like, "I don't know." I don't know, dude. (laughs) You're the one that brought him back, Vince. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, how do you guys one. feel about Jared's felt outfit? That looks like if you rub it, you can like draw lines in it because of the way the fabric goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those pillows that are popular now. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I might it's like weird. it better than his other gear. No. Not saying. Jared looks chubby to me. I don't know. I was thinking that in your house, to be honest with you, I feel like he's looking thicker. Yeah, he does. What's he been doing for the past what six months or whatever it's been? It's been a while. Well, when did Pizza Rolls uh, debut? Maybe he was trying them out. Totino's was sponsoring his ass. Could you imagine if it was like August of 95? <laughs> <laughs> he took the time off. He's like, I can't. Hello, uh, Vince, you know these things about Pizza Rolls? Holy crap. Uh, speaking about things in junk food that's come back. Oh, I know what you're about to say, and I haven't got them yet. Junkaroos. Well, yeah. I want them, too. Um, 3D fucking Doritos. Oh. Are just as good now as they ever were. Yeah, I need to get my hands on some of them. I don't. I'm not the type that regularly eats Doritos. 
Yeah, I don't either, but that's... I don't care. 3D fucking Doritos. You're goddamn right I'm going to be looking for full bags at the grocery store. Now, are you guys more of a Cool Ranch or a Nacho Cheese? Cool Ranch. I... I got to be in the mood for both. I... I could eat Cool Ranch any day. Cool Ranch is where it's at. I just like Cool Ranch chips in general because my fingers don't get all gross looking. No, you still get the Cool Ranch on them. Yeah, I know, but it's not like... It's not orange. Yeah, Yeah, orange. For me, I have to be in a very specific mood for regular Doritos and a very specific mood for Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, see, to me... So I was just about to ask you, what is regular? To me, Cool Ranch is regular. Yeah. Oh, I just call the nacho cheese ones the regular ones. Oh no, those are nacho cheese. We this argument happens in my in my house all the time. Well, growing up, the only ones that were ever in my house were the nacho cheese ones. Because mm. that's all my dad eats. He doesn't eat the See, cool ranch, so. I think my dad I think it was the cool ranch thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I, my dad ate like the jalapeno spicy ones. Ooh, yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't know that that was so. It was like a purple bag. Yes, right. Those are good. Yeah, those yeah. Are but good. like, I didn't even know anything about it. So like, I put them in there, thinking like, okay, it's probably just a whatever chip. And I fucking have like ten of them. My mouth's on fire. Oh yeah. I and mean, I'm like ten. It's like, like the, the sweet, is sweet chili or something. They're called. Yeah, it was good, but I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. yeah. Where do you guys stand on Cheetos against cheese puffs? Uh, cheese puffs all the way. I totally agree. I think, yeah, I think Cheetos so are kind of gross, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm a puff guy. I don't love them, but Cheese Puffs is another one. I could eat that shit any day. See, no, I got to be in the... There's something about overly cheesy chips that it's like, those are not my go-to. I understand that. I mean, to be fair, these things are only... I only eat them at like, gatherings. I don't generally buy Cheese Puffs yeah, for yeah, myself. Yeah. yeah, same here. I'm a barbecue chip guy. Yeah. See, I don't... I don't generally like them, but when I do have one, I'm like, oh, damn, these are good. Oh, look at this. Sorry, we have oh, to shit, talk about this Johnson. match. Well, that ends that match in a disqualification, and I'm well, at his Just to give you an idea how good. Up. Just to give you an idea of how good that Jarrett Fatu match was, we talked about chips the entire time. Literally the whole match. Ahmed is fired up, guys, and he just chased Jarrett off again, standing tall in the ring there. Uh, yeah, if you find the 3D Doritos, go get them. It's basically like a Frito slash Bugle slash Dorito, yeah. and it's just 10 out of 10. Look, they're like, hey, you cost you cost the match, by the way. And Ahmed's like, damn it. So he's helping Fatu up here. I'm hoping he's going to then hurt him. I damn. don't know. I hope Fatu shoves him and gives him a super kick. No, I wanted to see him beat him up. Fatu I think make so- a difference Fatu sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't like when somebody tells me not to do drugs because then it's more likely that I'm going to do it. Bob, you need to put this his theme song at the end of this episode because damn, I, I don't like find, it. If I have it, here, you know what? I can find out right now. Actually, yeah, you're gonna have to because this is a banger. A banger. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at all these kids right on Vince's shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right here with Gorilla Mike soon. We just got done within your house, and yeah, I just got my hair did. What about it? It definitely looks fine. Hopefully I remember to put the Clean It Up Fatu song at the end of this one. Gorilla looks good here. 
He doesn't look like he's dying. Yeah. First match announced officially. Bret Hart versus The Undertaker. Undertaker's hands are out like he's about to touch a woman's breast. <laughs> Undertaker. Is, are they Bobby. playing it as Gorilla's the president right now? Yes. I think oh. they are, yeah. Well, wait, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. We only just finished our last pay-per-view yesterday, and it's not for another month. But let's talk about who's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. I don't like that they're in the crowd for this. I don't like it either. They're literally using the 1992 like Rumble music, too, right now for background. Oh, yeah, I hear it. Which is weird. Well, it's pretty wait. easy to imagine, Jess. Wait, big news. What? He just said Jeff Jarrett threw his head in, and he threw it out. So he's actually not going to be in the Rumble. He's going to have a one-on-one match with Ahmed Johnson. Well, <laughs> that doesn't... That's not good for Jeff. <laughs> there goes his fucking push. Yeah, like, you're... That's you're pretty done. funny. Thanks for coming, bitch. He probably is... doesn't even know about that. He probably just watched on the back. He's like, well, what the hell did I come back for? Son of a bitch! To be fair, he could he could wrestle and then still be in the Rumble. That's true. Yeah. People, it's happened. Maybe well, you know what? If there's any indicator with how Ahmed Johnson works, I doubt it. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You're probably Still right. to come. Razor Ramon and Yokozuna, who is now Diesel's biggest fan because he's got black little tape on his hands there. Well, and why is this graphic, like, to the right? It's very... to the... Oh. Cool oh, hello, Golda. Oh, do you miss me, sweetheart? I'm sorry for this elaborate disguise. <laughs> so he's reciting movie quotes, telling us the year in the movie and stuff. He's watching every move. Razor, you're going to need a bigger boat. There's a special bond between you and I. My ears are not painted black anymore because they said, why the fuck are your ears painted black? So instead, paint them gold. And then the Royal Rumble. Razor, I'm hoping you paint my lips white. <laughs> You'll remember the name. <laughs> Gold. Oh, he's just whispering it. He didn't. He oh, he did the. T- he didn't do the. Uh, Gold. Yeah, he just said that Razor Ramon will remember his name essentially. There. So essentially, he's gonna. Well, it's Razor Ramon. I think that's the most gold dust promo we've ever gotten so far. That we can hear. Well, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one because it's kind of like, what the, what is he doing? Yeah. Oh, last last night. night. That's right. The confrontation. Where's my title shot, dude? The hell? Is my mask not scary enough to warrant a championship match? Undertaker, I told you it was black gloves, not purple gloves. I'm not going to give you a high five. (sighs) Get ready. So he's like, yeah, Undertaker's going to get a championship match, blah, blah, blah. So get ready here in just a second. We're seeing how pissed Undertaker is. (laughs) And Diesel's about to walk in any second here. And he's going to put, he's like, hey, this is where the big boys play. You see the adjective here? Play. I think that's just every Undertaker promo ever, this. Rest Yokozuna in peace. 
<laughs> he just like, says like the depths of hell, rest in peace. Take your soul. Yeah. Your soul will rest. I'm the dead man. Who's well, coming who's out this? here? Oh, Buddy Randall. <laughs> Randall. Landell, that's right. You just confused me because I <laughs> I was like, Randall, what? Yeah, that's what the ring announcer guy said. He didn't know. He's made him. He don't know nothing. The what? Ric Flair knockoff. Wait a we second. Have Sparky Plug. Okay, Tell this me is... Sparky Plug's about to do the job for this a-hole. No, I feel like, oh, why would he be getting the entrance? That's why I'm confused. Oh, maybe, yeah. Because I feel like they haven't, like, they just kind of beat Bob Holly's ass now. So, oh, Jesus, look at this. Well, guys, look at here. We were selling the video game last night and in your house. You want to buy them now? Here they are in the ring. Don't fucking walk too hard in there, Bob Holly. <laughs> knock over my video games. You can't find them at the video store because they're too popular? Here. Only $69.99 for the Super, Super NES and Sony PlayStation in this fucking VHS case. Wait, there's more. What's this? Who would have oh thought God. that a PlayStation game would be cheaper than a Sega Genesis game? Yeah, really. Wait, it's the strategy video. 1-800-Titan-91. I, I need that. How do I beat Doink the Clown in arcade? Please, somebody help me. I still uh, don't know how to do it in 2021. That's the thing. I was going to say, you don't. It's ridiculous. You, you don't beat him. Bob Holly's like, well, damn it, I've been trying to race my car. And they were like, Vince needs you in the ring. And I was like, God dang it. I'm never going to win a race. Poor match for that. What's your guys' time check? I'm at 18 minutes and two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. I'm about a second behind, but yes. So we know Bob hasn't been watching this whole time. He's been talking about chips. No, I have been watching. I just accidentally pressed the pause button and I had to get Jesus back to where I was. Jesus. He was taking a shit. Yeah. You know, he did get quiet and like look like he froze for a second, so I think he might have put a picture of himself up. No. I've just been in a daze thinking about pizza rolls since we've been talking. No. I know. I could go for pizza rolls. Oh, no. You know, speaking of that, when Austin was saying Bobby is going to be a pizza roll in here, all I was thinking is, like, the mouth is, like, when you bite off a corner. And, like, that's, <laughs> and, like, that's the part that's talking. Hey, guys, it's me, Bob. And it's, like, the everybody corner. Listening, the... Everybody <laughs> listening to this right now, I just want you guys to realize this is what bullying is. Okay? This is Dallas does it. As, as Bob calls me delusional and no one cares about my shitty. Oh, no, I say your shitty opinions. That no one cares. You... Delusional well, is not an insult. That is the insult. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> that was, when you said that to me last night when we were recording, I was I, I was taken back. I was like, oh wow, that was God. the most insulting thing Bob has ever said to me. Delusional. Is that I'm delusional. You're delusional. Well, when you think that TNA is good, yeah, that's delusional. Some of us has better taste than others in wrestling, and I hate to say it, I might have better taste than you. That's bullshit, dude. Have you watched Memphis 1987? Okay. No. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching it right now. <laughs> you are. Buddy Landau was there, you son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you well, what. He's, he's got a great tan. Buddy Landau, man. Smoky Mountain Wrestling 95, dude. Love it. Why is he fake Ric Flair, though? Let's be real. Like, dude, it's yeah, like it's like move for move, look for look, movement 
in movement of Ric Flair. You know oh, what I no. Oh no. They just said Brother Love is coming up next. Oh god. You know what I would have done when they did fake Razor and fake Ramon? I would have had Landell come in as the fake Ric Flair. I would have had an entire Dude. stable full of just fake guys. <laughs> they could have done it. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be awesome. They could have done that with this guy. Fake Macho Man coming out. The Macho yeah. Man. Yeah, just find guys that look like the wrestlers on the other channel and just go with it. I can't wait till they start doing that shit and we want to kill ourselves because there's fake wrestlers out here just fucking boring the shit you know, out of us. So here's the thing. I was just thinking, because we were talking about action figures uh, in the last episode. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Diesel guy that I had was the fake Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. Because the time frame doesn't... It's like 97. And I'm like, there was no Diesel in 97, but it was a fake Diesel. Well, well, to be fair, they could have the way that that works is like it could have it could have been in production and they had to release it, but then in turn, oh, it that's was, true, that's true, that's that does happen. That being said, when we and Austin were younger and used to play the figures, we had like the there's like the bone crunchers; those are like the ones a lot of people are familiar with. And now we had a Undertaker, but he was like glow in the dark version. So yeah. that was the, that was the Under Faker, and that was like fake Undertaker. Mm-hmm. For us, in like our it was like a storyline. He's like in the storyline is under faker. That's his gimmick. Yeah, our fig fed was pretty good. (laughs) It was very involved. We had we wrote notes. There was booking sheets, photo shoots. I mean, years and years worth of storylines. Yeah, it was quite something. I remember how it ended too. I'll see that. I don't remember. The NWO was just invading. I got my first Hollywood Hogan, and he came in, and that was the that was when we stopped. <laughs> oh, I guess maybe I do remember that. I thought one of the last things we were playing with was the like the brand new Helena Cell set, though. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, that okay. that was very toward the end. But like, I remember the last figure I remember buying, or at least getting during the time we'd play with them was that Hogan that had the red NWO shirt. That's cool, yeah. It's the one that Bob was like, his arm's broken. <laughs> uh, I wasn't like his arm's broken. It fell off. Well, because <laughs> it, it, it was broken. It was never on. <laughs> well, it wasn't by Sparky Plug. I'd like to also say that I didn't break it. It just happened to be broken. Oh, okay. We yeah. didn't play hard. We played good. No, like, they... no, yeah. We were very delicate, actually. I they remember did, they so did moves. I didn't have like a figure fed or anything, but I would just, you know, play with my wrestler guys or whatever. And I'm pretty sure at one one day I had like an hour and forty five minute match with Ken yeah. Shamrock and Kurt Angle. That's what happened. And I would use I would use, you know, a, a marker for blood. Yeah. And yeah. my WWF yeah, ring dude. was covered in it. Dude, we had a blood marker. Like the marker worked yeah. so good. It was the designated blood marker. I ruined and I that ruined got to many the point where couch we're... cushions. Oh yeah, you told us that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um well it got to one point too where we each had our own blood marker. So you know, you you don't you have your own just in case you got in a backstage brawl while Dallas was in the ring having a match. You never know. And you that happened. Know. We had the whole arena. I could literally I have a like a uh uh, photographic memory of what our arena setup was. I could draw you a picture. I know exactly yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. 
I do too. I remember. Uh, this match is riveting, if you can tell. Uh, at least Bob Holly hasn't been jobbing out to this fucking asshole. No, that's true. The action hasn't been too bad, but it's just kind of like, why is this match even happening to me? Right. And th- that's where I'm like lost in it and like don't care. Yeah, why are these guys getting a 10-minute match here? No fucking way. Buddy Landell just pinned Bob Holly with an elbow drop. To be fair, it was actually a pretty nice elbow drop. However... Yeah, he does like a little corkscrew there. It was like a jump. It was a nice one. But what? Yeah. Wow. I have no reaction to that whatsoever. Well, he lost to Ahmed Johnson in 45 minutes, and he beat Bob Holly in about seven minutes. So there you go. That sucked. Two of my favorite people. Teddy Biasi and Brother Love, love it. Here we Dude, go. production's nice. fucked up tonight. They keep like re-putting graphics up. And, yeah, like... they are. What a bunch of bullshit, man. I can't oh, believe God. that this dude just did the job on that. I'm not surprised by it. Bob Holly never gets the credit he deserves. Never. Never. Oh, look. Milton Bradley. Hot shot. I'm telling you, if I didn't own one of those, I definitely played with it. I definitely had one. No doubt about it. Oh, Karate Fighters are back, baby. Austin, did you buy them yet? No. You're fucking up. I know. I showed you the one I had. I fucking showed you the picture. What was it, the Black Ninja? It was like the orange and black one, yeah. Look at this thing. Holy shit, it takes a beating, huh? Ricochet. I love you. Oh, my God. It wouldn't be a terrible 95 Raw without Brother Love. Dude. Remember when you guys were like, I hope that last week's show was the beginning of shows that we just can't miss? No, no, no. I said in-your-house pay-per-views. No, you said in general. My thing is, why is this on a, the live Raw? Now, if they put Brother Love on one of the taped ones where they really needed to fill some bullshit time, right. I get it. But right. being on the live Raw after, this has not been very exciting. And we're 26 minutes and 25 seconds into this show. And don't forget, Medusa's throwing the belt in the garbage over on the other show. Yeah. Oh, so Ted's on here because he's talking about the Santa Claus guy who beat up Savio at In Your House, which... K-L-A-U-S... It's not Santee. It's Santa Claus, as I predicted on the. Well, I, I knew it was because I yeah. looked it up before. But now we got to remember this aired on December eighteenth, so we're very close to Christmas. So I get what's happening, but I don't agree with it. You know, for a millionaire guy, he just he spends his money on the dumbest of things. That's a really great point, actually, Bob. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, I feel like getting a fake Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to do it. That's going to be a good thing there. Who Does anybody really give a shit about this? No. I do. Like, come on. The million dollar corporation, man, they're always going to, they're going to be the top guys. Kayfabe News posts on Twitter. Vince McMahon reportedly intends to sing America the Beautiful himself this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's funny. 
And you know, and you know what's funny is that people will believe that. God, I hope so. So many people don't realize that kayfabe news is just not real. I fucking love kayfabe news. I do too. They just posted one that Tony Schiavone blocked him for. It was like he puts <laughs> oh faces on God. screens, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Instead of butts and seats, it was faces <laughs> on yeah. screen, and he blocked them. <laughs> Why did they show that he blocked them? Yeah. Um, I'd like to block them for this little vignette that we're getting here. This is for the rubble, yeah. Oh, the rubble. Yeah, Yokozuna playing football. And Sid playing football. Bonsai! Sid's like, wait, this ain't softball. Where's the bat? <sighs> we're going to catch some years night. 9-8 Central. Freddy Blassie. Oh, shit. We're getting Yoko already? There's still like 20 minutes left in the show. That's never a good sign. Oh, God. No. Yoko's ro- oh, 20. I knew it. I was going to say, watch. He's not even going to come out with a fucking robe or anything. Yeah, he ain't. Oh, he, just, he hasn't had the robe in a while, but I think more importantly, there's no Jim Cornette. Yeah, he's just marching out here. He doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to get it over with. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame him. Look, they still got the carpet next to the ring from the Brother Love segment. I just want to get back to my hotel and get room service. Oh, wait, look at this. That's gold dust. Gold dust is being ushered out here. Look, the usher's using the light so he can see where he's walking. <laughs> That's Are smart. you shitting me? He's really going to sit right here in front of the crowd so they can touch him? Oh, they moved oh, the chair away from God. him. Oh, he's oh, here because it's Razor. razor. Mm. Yeah, Razor's going to like that. Look, he's trying to get his attention. He's clapping to him. Hey, oh, I'm ignoring that freak, Chico. Look at that. Goldust is a jilted lover. Just wait, Scott. You'll come around soon enough. Razor read it. It took him a couple minutes to read it, but he figured it out. It's long as fuck. What is that? It, I know. It is. Yeah. It's wicked long. It's like 14 paragraphs. And like, Razor is- reads it in a second. What do you think it actually said? Or do you think it was just like... Or it was like an old like stage note thing or something like the production yeah. sheet yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know what? Maybe it's like the new like WWF uh, contract Wait, look at this. renewal. And it's like, what the fuck? You guys are trying to cut my pay? Wait, look at this The gold dust glitter is coming down. Dude. It's because he loves Razor, man. Very weird. Is oh the crowd's like picking it up? To be fair, I probably would have too if I was there. I'd be oh shit! I gotta get some of this gold blush glitter. Uh, Yoko jumps Razor here, already working him over. This is non-title, correct? Uh, the way it was being presented was it uh, that it was a title match. That's sort of what I thought originally too, but because I think Vince on the paper you said oh Razor Ramon's defending the title tomorrow night against Yokozuna. Wait a second. Jim Cornette's out here now. He did not come out with Yokozuna. Yoko was going too fast, man. That's true. He is a speed demon at this time here in 95. Yeah, he was excited. Yeah, could you imagine he outran Jim Cornette? 
Jim Cornette I, does like his Wendy's, though, so maybe he had, like, a Baconator or something. Well, and you can tell, if you look at Jim Cornette, he definitely is holding a Baconator in the front of his pants. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of them, probably at least three, if you look He's at got him. one tucked, for sure. Yeah, he's that's tucking. My, that's my kind of man. And I'm not going to talk shit about the Baconator, because the son of the Baconator is really fucking good. What's the difference between the son and the regular? Uh, the son of the Baconator is smaller. So it's like, you know, a human size meal. Oh, okay. Um, the bacon's always perfect. And the amount of melted, like, American cheese they put on there. Oh, man. Just 10 out of 10. I remember my buddy was like, he'd be like, oh, I'd like uh, three baconators and two fries. I'm like, dude, you're going to have a fucking heart attack. That's disgusting. And, and sure enough, he died when he was 26. Uh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> God, Bob. Well, dude, I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> I don't ever really get fries from fast food just because the calories are ridiculous on them. Oh, um, I purposely get fries. I always get fries. See, no, because I know. I just fries know. Won't, bad I, actually, fries you know actually... I, I won't get fries from Burger King. Well, oh. they're, they're they're stupid thick fries. Actually, fries yeah, are like as bad calorie wise as you'd think. Oh no, they are. I've looked them up. <laughs> well, it depends what size you're getting. Um, like for example, a six piece spicy nugget at Wendy's is less than like a medium fry. So you're damn right. I get a baconator and a six piece nugget. I don't. I don't look at calories. That's just depressing. That's not fun. Well. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't do the Burger King anymore. I haven't eaten Burger King in probably five years. Um, Taco Bell is always great. You know, I'm always a sucker for Taco Bell. But, uh, you know what I actually recently got back into just for their sides? Fucking Arby's, man. I knew you were going to say Arby's. Arby's cheese sticks are I'm fucking not a fan of Arby's. Delicious. I don't like Arby's. I've never liked Arby's. Arby's cheese sticks are 10 out of 10. And I would like to thank Arby's for sponsoring the podcast this week. Uh, Arby's curly, seasoned curly fries are really fucking good. Yeah. And believe it or not, their chicken tenders are pretty good, too. Now, there so. used to be uh, an Arby's over here on uh, Route 57. And uh, I think that building is just bad luck because there's been like 15 different food places that have occupied that building and they've all gone under. I'll tell you, Arby's is pricey though. They definitely got their prices a little jacked. Well, that's what happens when you don't sell them. Yeah. But next time you pass an Arby's, stop and get the cheese sticks. You won't be disappointed. Mm, we'll see. No. You know what I'll do? The next time I see an Arby's, is I'll... uh I'm going to get like a rat or something and then like throw it into their kitchen and then call OSHA <laughs> and then they'll have to close it down. <laughs> well, I feel like there's only six Arby's open in the entire continental United States. Probably. So I'll just, yeah. put a, I'll just get rats and put them in their kitchen and be like, hi, OSHA. Uh, there's definitely a rat in the Arby's here. And then they're like, okay, we'll be right over. Oh, oh yeah. Close it down. I think one of the grossest fast food joints is like Popeye's. Oh, dude, I won't eat there. I would never eat there. It fucked I've me never up. had it. I, I When it opened up at the mall, when I worked at the mall, it was 
that I ate it too much in like a three day span, and I look. Wait, hold on, pause. Yoko tuna sign. That was good. Um, I, I got like food poisoning, so I won't eat there anymore. No, yeah, I've never had it. I have no interest. Um, I think Chick Fil A's overhype as fuck. Mm, I'm not even argue with you there because I think it's amazing. Um. Their waffle fries are about the best thing I think they got going for them. But, oh, get out of here. You know. Oh, I thought Yoko about to get pinned. No way. There's going to be a screwed finish. And by the way, why is Razor still got the yellow tights? That's bullshit. Yeah. Do you think he really washed those since yesterday? Absolutely no not. So he smells like friggin' Fermunda. He smells like Yoko Tuna. <laughs> yeah. These guys are getting a long time here, though. This is our featured match. We still got about 10 minutes left on the show. All he keeps doing is this fucking nerve hold. It's the, the rest hold to do him, dude. It's oh, look at, wow. Wow. Nuts. Listen, we are in peak winter, but I didn't know he was storing that many nuts. Look at that. Oh, oh yeah. It's doubled in size. Come on, Razor. Finish him off. Put him. Razor's edge him. Hit the middle rope fall away slam. Like Razor's edge him. Do it. He's going to try, and then it's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then he's like, he's going to bend him over to like pretend <laughs> he's, he's going <laughs> to. Well, here's the thing. Even, when like... he, even if you were to try to bend Yokozuna down, his gut's so big, he'll still be standing. Yeah, you'd have to stand on the second rope to bend him down in between your legs. Yeah. Um, my favorite attempt at a finisher is Bret Hart's sharpshooter when he's literally grabbing like his toes because that's <laughs> all he can get. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing too here with the razor, if he were to go for the razor's edge, he's got to do it by the ropes. That way, Yokozuna can backdrop him to the floor like he always does. Right. Do you think Yokozuna could lift him up to backdrop him to the floor? Yeah. He's Yoko Tuna, dude. Yeah, that's true. And Mr. Fuji somehow still has a job. Let's not forget. Right. No, Look at him blazing the flag. Mr. Fuji is Captain Lou Albano. He's just walking out there with a flag. Like, I guess I'll just stand. He just wanders around. Yeah, he's just collecting a fucking check. He's He's been off the payroll for uh, about nine months now, and he doesn't even realize it. <laughs> I mean, really, look at him. He doesn't know what's going on. No, dude, he's got no clue. That's all right. I wouldn't want it any other way. Razor going for a clothesline, and he knocks down the big man. Yoko Tuna. Yoko Tuna. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. Oh, yeah, boy. pizza in the morning, you can have pizza anytime. I feel like Razor's kind of forcing Yoko to work here, though. Yeah, a little bit. Miller Bulldog, he hits it. Oof. Oh, wait, the lights. Something's up with the lights. Technical difficulties. Yeah, We just got word that... Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. What is the Undertaker doing? Look at... It's like Nusferatu's backstage flicking the light switch. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is so Why? What is going on? Why is Yokozuna running? He's not feuding with the Undertaker. This is so stupid. He's scared of caskets. Yeah, okay, what's the big deal? What is going on? Why is the Undertaker out here doing this? 
This is so stupid. I didn't even see the casket. Look, well, look, they yeah. couldn't come up with a finish, so they were like, hey, let's make Undertaker. What a dumb thing. What a dumb thing. Razor Ramon's like, dude, what the hell? What is going on? All right, I guess I won. Oh, my God. That's so what dumb. If, what if Mabel and Moe are still in that casket? Well, that's what I was thinking. The light flickering bullshit was probably the worst part. That was terrible. Oh, wait, we're we're about to get a Shawn Michaels video retrospective because he might never wrestle again. He's dead. Yeah, he's got a concussion. Concussion, he's dead. I, I like the they, picture they chose. I hope <laughs> they play the uh, "You Are My Hero" song by Lex Luger. Just repurpose it. Yeah. You are my hero. Whoa. whoa. Buy the arcade game. Yeah. No. You want to be doink? Well, no, you're not allowed. I'm surprised that there's fucking commercials on this stuff. It's unreal. Well, this is weird because this is like, is there wrestlers in this? Doesn't look like it. NFL quarterback club. Quarterback club. And it's not even like I can buy this stuff. These things, off like eBay, but. these toys that they're showing, I remember having like a helicopter one as a kid and like it spinning and like hit my finger and like cut my finger open. Oh, dude, I bet, man. This is nothing but metal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no airing of Raw next week. Yeah, it's Christmas. Damn. I didn't, oh, so it's Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Well, the day after, right? Or no, no, it would be Christmas. I don't know. No, you're right. No, you're right. Nitro's probably like, we're going to be live next Monday. No, Nitro's taped, but it does air. <laughs> all the boys are pissed. They're like having shit matches because they all want to be home with their families. <sighs> oh. Is Golda still just sitting off to the side as they do a promo? I, bet, I hope so. I hope he like talks to him. Hey Goldie. Just, wait, I'm not interested. On everyone's mind. I'm not gonna tell you about that letter, Chico. Goldust sent me a letter. And then let me tell you, he said what he wanted oh. me to do to him, and I gave it to my wife, Chico. Did he just say he, he thinks I'm so hot. I don't play that. Oh, Razor likes a woman. Goldust, you can do your thing, man. Just not with me. Okay. Can you elaborate any more? I think we kind of know what he's getting at, uh, Doc. Uh, can you tell me? Is he? Did he say he wanted to maybe suck you off or something in the letter? You're not really. <laughs> you're kind of dancing around the subject there, Razor. <laughs> oh, great! Jerry got the letter, and he's going to repurpose it and give it to various middle schoolers. That's going to be fun. Lawler said it even embarrassed me, so he won't share it. Because as we know, Jerry Lawler is probably a homophobe. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? Vince is like, oh, well, I'm getting breaking news here, Jerry, that they actually printed the letter from your computer. Is that true? <laughs> we're preempted next week, so uh, we're going to be covering Nitro. That's funny. No, we're not. Oh, okay. No, we're we're not covering Nitro next week. 
What an awkward promo from Razor Ramon. Hey, you can do your thing, man. But I like women, Chico. So hey, you get, I don't try it with you, somebody bro. else. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. Listen, listen to the music. Look at Shawn Michaels and the Rockers. Oh my Ooh. God! It's They're literally dead. playing it as if somebody shot Shawn Michaels. He's dead, dude. Listen, listen to the song. Oh my God! This is who it seems. <laughs> This is so bad. Um, now, oh. by the way, I believe this is how we're about to close off Raw. We're 44 oh, yeah. minutes and 36 yeah. seconds in. So we're about to watch this for three minutes. Right. There's him after he got beat up in Syracuse, New York from my Marines. It's like, fuck, all I did was flirt with the wives. Tell me a lie. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This is so funny. Look at my eyes. They're black and blue. Yesterday. This is ridiculous. It's him and Big D. Oh my lord. Imagine being like a kid at the time and being like, oh my god, I can't believe she and like you like Shawn Michaels and you're like, oh my god, he's never gonna wrestle again. This I can't believe so he's dead. That yeah. would suck though. If he retired in ninety five, dude. <laughs> This kind of kills it for me personally. I mean, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. It's a little little over the top. Well, it's it's definitely over the top, but I guess let we got to try to look past the fact that we know it's very obvious that he does not retire. Yeah, and like, well, yeah, we know that. Well, we know that now. Yeah, but at the time. I I mean they're probably people are probably eating this shit up like oh my god. I would not, probably be not, on my couch sobbing into my smart choice uh, popcorn like why Shawn Michaels I got me. Well, back. I was just gonna say it's one thing for them to do the little angle where he passes out and then he's off TV for a little while. But for them to do some vignette shit like this, I would start buying into it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I sort of wish that they just kind of didn't talk about it too much because then of course the inevitable return i think would be even bigger but they're definitely working that oh you got to get the sympathy make him super baby face he's gonna eventually come back from this career ending (laughs) thing where he fucking passed out in the ring this is my favorite Shawn michaels pele pele jacket with a fucking bloodshot fucking eye (laughs) I like the Shawn Michaels that they just briefly showed where he's dancing on the announce table shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> like an asshole. Wow. Is that it? That's that it. That is it. Okay. Oh. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that sucked. Oh, yeah. You're really I... going out on a limb. <laughs> wow. Listen, I, I almost even want to say, <sighs> as far as like, is, to the regard of like doing going anywhere, that was arguably one of the worst draws. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. Nothing happened. happened. <laughs> I mean, just think about nothing. it. We talked about Doritos and, and figures, <laughs> which made it fly in by. Fast food. In fast food. In fast that food. Was, 
And that was more exciting than anything they happened on Nothing Raw. Nothing happened on that show. I think if you're going to take anything out of this, it's sort of like we kind of got a little insight of like, oh, it seems like Goldust definitely wants to date Razor Ramon. Right. Which, which is funny and very different for them to try to pull something like that as far as an angle goes. So I'll give them that. But this episode of Raw was a pile of hot shit. Yeah. And nothing happened. And to end it with a, th- a four-minute Shawn Michaels retrospective video package, bullshit. Medusa just <laughs> threw the bell in the garbage can on the other channel. I would have right. never watched this. Right. Now, if if this episode of Raw was in two weeks, um, like the third show in, I'd understand what we just saw. It right. totally makes sense to me. We got a video package. We got Brother Love. It would make sense. But for being a live Raw after the pay-per-view, I can't watch this shit. It's Nitro pretty undefendable. Nitro better have smoked these guys in the ratings. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Really, the only development, quote-unquote, that we got was a little bit further of an explanation of, like Dallas said, the gold dust razor thing. Although, I can already tell right off the top that Razor is not comfortable with this storyline because for once he didn't really know what to say when Doc Hendricks was interviewing him about it. It was very, and I don't know if he's playing it like that. Cause if he is, he's a really good actor or if he just genuinely didn't really know the, you know, what do I even say to this kind well, of thing? I think it's known. I think even uh, Dustin says in his book that Razor did not want to do the storyline. And like, I get it because as the bad guy, Chico, Razor Ramon, yeah, that it almost cuts too deeply into your character. I think. Well, his main concern was his children. He didn't want his children to think that he was. Involved with a man, I guess, or something like that. Oh, well, I don't know. He wanted there to be a pivot to Helmsley. Because of the click. Or or, or, uh, or kid, too. Like, he wanted to work with the click guys. Well, I'm yeah. sure, Well, I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to work with Dustin. Um, But I don't know. I did appreciate that Goldust is getting a little bit more time to blossom, which is really what I've wanted. I mean, I've said it a couple weeks back. I wasn't fully invested in gold dust, but if they'll let me get there, I can see myself getting there. And I think these were steps forward. Like this is the character development going out on a limb and, and letting him really create what this is. You know, I'd say this is one of the first weeks where I really saw that. So, you know, in that aspect, I did like it. Mm. Um, although really beside that, we talked about the rumble a little bit. Um, no real major developments there. I mean, we're going to get a Jeff Jarrett, Ahmed Johnson match, which is intriguing, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, other than that, I don't know if it's just because it's close to Christmas or like what's going on, but no real big star power on the show tonight. Um, and really, none of the matches or anything stood out. I mean, there really wasn't action that I really thought was good. Yeah. 
Um, the how about the finish between the the fucking featured match? No, it's horrible. Just no, it makes no sense. None at all. Um, so that's like super poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, it, coming off the in your house that we had, which again, for my money, might be if not the best pay per view, definitely like top two or three. Um, to come out of that into this seems kind of like a, a mismatch. Um, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it is, again, basically a holiday episode because well, of how close yeah. they are. Um, and really, anytime you're in holiday territory, especially with Christmas, the episodes are usually not very good. Yeah. So, all things considered, should you skip this one? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, you should. But, yeah, I'm I'm trying to latch on to something that was at least worth some substance, and really all I'm coming up with is the Razor and, and Gold Dust stuff. We didn't have follow-up, really, for anything else. No, that's really the only takeaway. Yeah. And even that was just a very little bit. I mean, yeah, it's not even like Goldust caused the end of the match or Goldust did something. It was literally, hey, we don't know what to do. Yoko can't get pinned. Razor can't get pinned. Put Undertaker out there, flicker the lights, have Undertaker <laughs> walk around the ring, and then leave. For no for, reason. For no reason. He's not feuding with these guys. He has no involvement with these guys. I just... It's a very bizarre choice. No, it is. I mean, it, I don't know why their obsession is for three years in a row that Undertaker has to feud with Yokozuna in December. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how it's working out like that. I don't understand it. Yeah. But whatever. That's the way it goes. Uh, well, needless to say, the show sucked, but whenever there's a negative, you got to find the positives, and guess what? We're done with 95. I can't, I can't believe it. Well, listen, I don't want to get too excited just yet. I think we're still going to, before we start to see the changes that we're hoping to see, we're going to, we got a little bit of time. I think once we get past, get to the rumble, I think that's when we'll start to get a little happier, to be honest. No, I, I agree with you, but let us have our moment, Dallas. We got I will. 95. I know. Okay. It's been, it's been a rough time. Yeah. So we've succeeded in that. Uh, next week we will have our year end awards for 95. So, uh, whether, you know, favorite, you know, best wrestler, wrestler of the year, most improved, most popular, most hated tag team manager, inspirational, basically just open up a PWI awards magazine. And those are probably the, uh, categories that we'll be having predictions for 96 from the context of what we've been seeing, like what could we see? In 96, if, you know, we're just looking at a, a fan's eyes. So I think that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the main takeaway is it's something that we've done every year. Um, usually they don't line up with what we've said at the, the Midway Awards. Right. Uh, and half the time we can't even remember most of the stuff that we saw. That's so true. there's usually a good bit of fun to be had when it comes to the end of the year awards. So, yeah. 
I'd be interested to hear some of your guys's uh, lists. So the listeners' lists, because yeah, I'm sure they're drastically different than what we're gonna spout out next week. I think yeah, we'll, so. Too. Yeah, we'll try to get something out uh, on social media that people can reply to prior to us recording the episode, even so yeah. that we can we can try to get get some interaction there. I'd be interested to see. Yeah, so yeah. we can tear people's lists apart and make fun of them live on the air. <laughs> yeah, my wrestler of the year is Hakushi, and it'd be like, well, you're a moron. So on to the next one. <laughs> my favorite wrestler, uh, wrestler of the year was uh, Duke Rossi. Well, you're delusional, just like Dallas. Well, on that note, thanks for listening <laughs> to IcoPod. We got nothing else. You've yeah. got to hear it. Yeah. You want to know? You want to know what my favorite moment of 1995 has been thus far? What? <laughs> the end, bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we done. We done. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> All right yeah. then. So that should do it. Until next week, for Austin Scary and for Dallas Greeley. I am Bob Conning Jr. and this has been Icopod. 1996, here we come.